Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this interview is with Carol Tully. Carol began working at Disneyland in 1962, originally as a ticket seller, and she soon became a tour guide. Carol was the third person to hold the title of Miss Disneyland. As Miss Disneyland 1964, Carol traveled the world representing Walt Disney and Disneyland, bringing goodwill around the globe. Carol was the second person to be involved in the Disneyland Tour Guide Exchange with the famous Denmark amusement park Tivoli Gardens, a tradition that continued until Walt's death in 1966. To begin this conversation from 2014, I asked Carol about how she got her start with Disney. Here's Carol Tully. I got started working for Disneyland uh, in 1962, the year that I uh, graduated from from high school, and uh, I was hired as a a front gate ticket seller, Mm. and I worked out at the front gate for the summer, um, and the tour guides used to come out when they weren't going on tour, they would stand out at the main gate and help people, give them information about ticket books to buy and this and that. And I used to look at those girls and say, I would just love to be one of them. Mm. And as winter rolled around, I didn't want to leave my job. Um, I was going to night school at Fullerton. And I just got myself together and marched into City Hall and asked if I could speak to the person who was in charge of the tour guides. And he was a very, very dear man with a whole other history. His name was Don Novus. And oh, for wow. many years, he was the tenor at the Golden sure. Horseshoe. Yeah. And um, he lost his voice. I can't remember if it was an accident or something. At any rate, he was really beloved by the Disney people. And he was given the position of, um, I don't know if his title was director of uh, guest relations or whatever, but he was in charge of the tour guides. And he said to me, he handed me an 11-page script, and he said, if you can come back on Monday when the park is closed, and if you can take me on a tour, I will give you a job as a Disneyland tour guide. And I raced home and stayed in my room for two days and memorized my heart out and memorized all 11 pages of that script and took him went back on monday and took him on a tour when the park was closed and i got the job and that's how i became a disney tour guide giving donald novice giving don novice a tour and don was i absolutely loved don novice there's not very many people i didn't love at the park because the Disney experience for me was the best of my life. It, it was the most wonderful place to work with the most wonderful people. Um, Walt used to say it's the happiest place on earth, and it's true, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective. Yeah. I loved walking in the park. I loved being around the people, and I loved my job. So I worked as a tour guide. Uh, then I was asked if I would like to be... Um, a Disney hostess, which took the VIP tours around, and I did that for a period of time. And then one day, I was uh, boarded the Mark Twain with my tour, and the young man that worked on the docks there came over and said, um, there's a phone call for you, and Tommy Walker wants you to be back in his office when you're done your tour. Mm. 
And I'm telling you, my my heart just sank. I thought, oh, my Lord, have I done something wrong? Am I in really trouble? Real trouble. This is yeah. Tommy Walker was the big boss of, um, of Chuck Corson and Jack Lindquist and all of them at that time. And I went back to his office after lunch, and he was out to lunch. And I remember sitting in City Hall waiting for Tommy to come back, waiting and waiting, and he finally came back, and he sat down at his desk, me across from him, and he looked at me and he said, have you ever been to Europe? And I said, no, I, I never have. And he said, well, do you think you'd like to go? And I said, well, yes. And he said, well, how would you like to be Miss Disneyland and go to Europe and represent us? And I just think my heart almost jumped out of my chest. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed and thrilled. And so that's how it came about. Um, the year that, that Valerie went, that was the first time. And I, I really don't even remember where Valerie went or exactly what she did. The following year, it was Donna Parton. Right. And Donna exchanged with a girl whose name was Gita. And I can't remember Gita's last name. Gita was a tour guide, a, a guide from Tivoli Gardens. Okay. And they exchanged an air. While Gita was in Southern California, uh, Donna was in Copenhagen. The third year when I went, um, they sent Hannah, Hannah Plath was her name. Hannah came over and spent almost two months with me in Southern California, and we took her all over and just did some wonderful things together. And then we both had the great honor of flying on Walt's private jet to the New York World's Fair in New York City. We spent time there, and then we flew back to Copenhagen, where I spent about a week, and then went on to um, London and Paris and Rome and Stockholm and Lapland, and uh, then back to Copenhagen for one more week before flying back home again. And why did they go to countries? Um, ambassador of goodwill. Oh, it was is is what it was called for me. I did um I did uh, newspaper articles. I have tons of newspaper articles here, all in different languages that I can't read. Um, I there was a function happening in Stockholm. I can't remember that they asked me to speak at and just just being a goodwill ambassador for Disney. And I was I traveled by myself after Hannah went home to Copenhagen. Um, I was met by the Disney people in these different cities. They had offices all over the world. Um, quite frankly, I was royally wined and dined, and it was it was pretty spectacular. I uh, in London I had a gold Rolls Royce and chauffeur. <laughs> to chauffeur me around, which I have pictures of. And, I mean, really, you can't imagine a more thrilling time for a young woman. And I had just turned 20 on my um, on May 24th and left for the trip on May 27th. Oh. I want to ask you about Tivoli. Were you actually a tour guide at Tivoli Gardens? No, oh, no, okay. I wasn't. What was the exchange all about exactly? 
Well, as I understood it, Walt and Henning were friends, and Walt uh, gleaned some of his inspiration for Disneyland from Tivoli Gardens. They have beautiful uh, flower beds, and it's it's really a lovely place to walk around. And I think that I always thought that they had spoken at some point in time, and and in essence said, "Wouldn't it be fun to exchange?" girl guides. Um, the two girls that were exchanged were not actually guides like we were at Disneyland. Oh. They, they um, Hannah and Gita worked in the office, but if a dignitary such as Walt Disney or something came, then of course they, they would escort them through Tivoli Gardens. But um, visiting Tivoli there, I didn't really have any duties there. Um, we did have one press conference, and like I told you, Walt Walt came over, and somewhere I've got pictures of that. Um, Walt and Lillian together came over. Um, the most professional thing that I did there was when we had that press conference, and the newspapers came in, and they, of course, interviewed Walt Disney, and and Miss Disneyland was there with him, and this kind of thing. So I can't read them because they're all in Danish. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just more or less going around the park and uh, meeting different people and taking publicity shots and... That shot that I showed you that Walt um, signed for me was one that was taken in Tivoli Gardens. Tivoli's beautiful. Um, Denmark is a beautiful country. I had opportunity to travel all throughout Denmark on that trip. Um, they set, set it up on a um, fairy tale tour is what it was called. And so I got to see Hans Christian Andersen's home and um, just some, some wonderful things. It, it was spectacular, Scott. It was truly just an amazing experience. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I'm approaching 70. I'll be 70 my birthday oh. this May. And I there's so many little things I forget these days. And yet, when it comes to this part of my life 50 years ago, it's just as clear as a bell. And like you said, the 50th anniversary of that, that's quite a milestone. 50th anniversary of my Miss Disneyland, yes. I was told it was either the end of March or early April, so I knew about a month to six weeks um, before Hannah came. And the other wonderful thing is that Hannah and I just hit it off, and we really enjoyed each other's company. She spoke four different languages, She was married, and she had a son, um, and her uncle was the head of Tivoli Gardens. While I was in uh, Copenhagen and, of course, visiting Tivoli and so on, Walt came over, and I have the pictures of meeting Walt when we arrived, and pictures of her uncle, myself, and Walt. Were you Miss Disneyland for a full year? Was it a set period of time? No. No, I was, at least, I considered myself Miss Disneyland for the time that I was, um, I went to New York and then on to Europe, and then when I came back, it sort of abruptly came to an end. I want to talk about Lapland especially, because I have these great photos. Lapland was an amazing experience. It was a promotional thing. Um, 
I think that for Miss Sweden and Miss Scanson and myself and the young lady that was representing uh, the Vasa warship, and uh, mainly it was to go visit the uh, Laplanders. And although it was kind of set up, we were in uh, what was to be a Laplander's home, the way that some of them lived there, but I had a feeling it was set up for the purposes of um, the the photo shoot and so on. But we did get to visit with the family, and the lap father went out and um, caught a reindeer, lassoed him like a western cowboy, and it was all very exciting. the uh, The flight was amazing. It was it was like daylight at midnight as as we flew into Karuna, um, and I was very taken with the little baby. You know, I had all these little brothers and sisters at home still, and um, they didn't speak English. Oh, they didn't speak English, and so it was just to me. It was always an experience of. Um, warmth and uh, sharing of two different cultures, um, just spreading goodwill. You said that you were gifted a reindeer. I was gifted that reindeer. That was that. You know, I used to tease my family. I couldn't bring him home, but they said, "This is for you. We'll catch this for you." <laughs> and so that that was my reindeer. <laughs> oh wow! But they also gave you a hat, which you did bring home. All, all, all four of us girls got our hat. Oh yes, I wouldn't have not brought my hat home. I mean, it's a one of a kind, don't you think? Look at that. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Well, is that a traditional Lapland hat? Do you? It is. It is. It is. That's there. Um, if you look in that picture, actually, that that big woolly part mm-hmm. on the gentleman that's there. Look how full that is. Yeah. I mean, it's just must keep their heads warm. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. What other memories do you have from some of the other places you visited? Uh, well, I think I mentioned to you that in Rome, it was really meaningful to me to um, have been able to be in St. Peter's Square when Pope John the Twenty Third came to his balcony and, and blessed the people. Yeah. Uh, London was hugely exciting for me because the Beatles were just starting to be known, and I was a great Beatles fan, and um, they tried to work it out so that I could, they wanted to do something publicity-wise with myself and the Beatles, and it ended up that Ringo was sick in the hospital, um, and I didn't get to meet them in London, but what they did do for me is they flew me to a Beatles concert, which took place in Aarhus, Denmark, and um, the Rolling Stones opened for the Beatles. It's the most amazing concert. So I never got to meet them personally, but I did get to see them. Um, and then, of course, I remember the Disney people in London. They were just such a fun bunch. Um, you know, they picked me up at the airport. Uh, and the first thing that, that we did on the way into London and in those years, there was all this countryside before you got into the city proper. That doesn't exist anymore. But we stopped off at a very, very British pub and they insisted that I have a, a glass of ale and of course I, <laughs> I never had things like that very much so it was um, it was just a fun experience yeah. 
from beginning to end. Um, the people that I met and um, seeing these these cities that I'd only read about in books and experiencing the people in these cities and representing Walt Disney was the greatest honor. What was Walt like and, and what were some of your interactions with him? You know, um, I was around Walt a number of times. Um, most of the times that I was in his presence uh, were usually publicity-type things, like maybe a special dignitary came to the park and and so on. Um, I was in awe of Walt Disney, hmm. truly. Um, I, as a creative person myself, I, I consider him one of the greatest creative, a, a creative genius, really. Um, he, he was so, so in tune with details, every little detail. And I remember one time uh, they opened the Tahitian Terrace, which was a restaurant in Adventureland. And um, one of the famed things in it is they have a huge banyan tree that's all concrete. And every leaf was put on by hand. And um, Walt came in just before they, the opening and saw on and looked at it. And he said, well... The tree has to be raised. I can't remember how many inches or feet, but um, that's what a perfectionist he was. And so that tree had to, all the leaves had to come off, and they had to raise that tree up to to where he wanted it to be. And he just, he had such a clear vision, and I think that I always felt his intense love for Disneyland and what he created there, that genuinely it was a place where he wanted young and old to join together and enjoy something that was positive and fun and clean and healthy and memorable. Yeah. One of the few times was just a one-on-one -on -one with Walt is that I was asked, uh, I'm sure people have told you that he had a private apartment up above the fire station in City Hall, and I was asked to meet him up there and escort him down to one of the pavilions that was had a show going on. Um, the name of the act was Olatunji and his Drums of Passion, and they... <laughs> And he he was um, he w they were drummers from Africa, and they brought over a troupe of African dancers as well. And I remember how enchanted, how charmed Walt was by it. they were amazing. They were just amazing. And of course, in Southern California, they never saw anything like that before. So that was one of the few times that I, that I had him to myself idea. But I really honestly don't have times that I maybe just sat like you and I are talking. Most everything was in a, a public sort of venue. Um, but he he was truly an amazing man. And like I say, I, I was in such awe of him and so honored always to work at Disneyland and, and to have gotten to know him. I remember the first time I met him uh, was Tommy Walker introduced him to me. Um, they were coming out of City Hall and Tommy said, Carol, I'd like you to meet um, Walt Disney. And I, I remember I was a very polite young lady and I said, how do you do, Mr. Disney? And he said, no, 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 it's Walt. 
Oh. And I remember how bowled over I was. <laughs> that, oh my gosh, I, I can't imagine calling Mr. Disney Walt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, I, I would refer to Walt when I, like when they were in Denmark, he and Lillian came over. Um, I never called Lillian Lillian. Hmm. I always called Walt Walt and called Lillian Mrs. Disney. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But um, I I have wonderfully positive memories of him. I truly do. When he passed away, I really felt like I lost a relative, um, a huge, huge part of my my life, my younger life. Yeah. It was such an honor. I think that any any of us from the beginning to current that have been asked to do something like that it's a real honor and i know to this day i mean i just felt a little chill right now i i feel so honored that i had the opportunity to do that we hope you've enjoyed this mouse clubhouse conversation thank you for joining us